Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. How sweet it is to talk about a Arkansas baseball victory again. You almost feel like this lasted for months, this drought of winning the game for the Arkansas Razorbacks. But uh, off to a great start in Stillwater with the yeah. 7-1 victory today over Grand Canyon. Yeah, definitely good to see with uh... – you know, just all the press that's been kind of surrounding baseball. I'm not a big baseball guy, but I watch them, you know, and uh, it was good to see them get off to a fast start today and finish strong also. You know what, Trey, though, you you oversee coverage of all Razorback sports, primarily football and basketball. This has been such a good sports year. Yeah. It'd be nice to see baseball carry it a little bit further, wouldn't it, because that, keep that good taste in your mouth before summer comes, before football. Yeah, it's always good when baseball hits the <laughs> hits a good stretch in the postseason, especially when you're you're trying to produce content and stuff. And you know you can only do so many way too early top twenty five polls for football <laughs> or projected depth charts and things like that. So yeah, it's it's good for us, and of course it's good for for Razorback fans. I mean, uh, obviously you want to see them do well. It's as you're absolutely right, Spin one of the really sh- the strongest years for all, you know, you I would consider baseball in Arkansas one of the major sports that produces revenue. Uh, so football wins nine games, ranked 21st. Basketball finishes eighth, goes to the Elite Eight. And then, of course, um, the Diamond Hogs here in the, in the regional, and, and hopefully they'll go further also. And um, they're going to end up ranked no matter what. So you got all three sports ranked. I mean, when's, when's the last time that happened? Well, a long time because of football, so it's, yeah. been, it's, it's been a while. <laughs> well, basketball a little bit, basketball, too. Basketball sure. has played yeah. a role in that, too, That's um, right. until Eric Musselman, of course, came. I don't know why my phone's blowing up, but um, anyway, next year has a chance to be maybe even better, guys. I mean, you look at what football is projected to do. Um, by a lot of people, I mean, that's never a given. It's a tough road in the SEC, but sure. a lot of people have them top ten. Basketball could be a national championship contender. I think they are. And, you know, baseball is, has been there knocking at the door for many, many years. So it could be another strong year. And then, you know, you wrap that around all the other sports uh, at Arkansas. I mean, the other 16, that's it's a pretty good program you're a check, Scott, right now. I don't know if you heard the interview that uh, Trey, Trey Schapp did with uh, Sam Pittman that we played right before you came on, but they were, Trey asked him about the starting times on the first three games, and even though he said 2.30 is going to be hot, he said it's really great to start your season with an ESPN national game against somebody like Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe even if it's 2.30, it's probably a plus for Arkansas. 2.30 is not a bad time slot, especially when, you know, you look in the East Coast and it's 3.30 over there, so it's a little bit later. Um, it's not a bad time slot, I don't think. And um, it is going to be a chance this morning. It may it may be overcast, though. You never know. You never, <laughs> you never know, know what right. it's be like. You yeah. know? We're just assuming it's going to be sunny and blasting down. Um, it does make <laughs> – it does make those east stands and, you know, the north end zone stands, uh, you know, it makes it a little tough over there. Um, 
So, but, I mean, I would expect a great crowd regardless. I mean, uh, 2.30 is not a bad time. It, it could it does have the chance to be hot. And then the next week you get an 11 o'clock, which mm-hmm. I've seen people kind of up in arms about an 11 o'clock SEC game. That's a great weekend of games, by the way. There's a lot of great matchups that weekend. And for Arkansas to come, you know, a lot of times I find myself watching college game day and just – Watching the next game that comes yeah. on because I'm, you know, I'm not uh-huh. thinking about it. And, yeah. and in this case, it'll be Arkansas and South Carolina. It's not like you have to flip over to SEC Network or something for an 11 o'clock or you know SEC Network Plus or anything like that. It's it's ESPN, so uh, they'll have great program that a lot of people will watch. And then immediately after that, they'll go straight to Arkansas, South Carolina. Uh, Trey, speaking of, well, let's do this first from our Asher Record Service. Company live fan feedback. Mike says, Trey, so Dorian Gerald has chosen to give it the old college try. Oh, my gosh. Really? I mean, he, he entered the transfer portal. Did he land somewhere? I haven't seen that he landed. Uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm just um, reading. I'm just reading the post. No, uh, he's coming then, back. Okay, I just overlooked that. He's coming back to Arkansas to play? Is that right? All right. So after many nights of prayers and tons of support from my family, coaches, loved ones, I like to finish what I started. I'll be finishing my career, my last year of football at the University of Arkansas. Wow. Hmm. Goodness gracious. Yeah, I, Who could have totally that? overlooked that? So once again, I was not Sam... expecting that. I thought after we got the Sam Pittman stuff done, we were, <laughs> we were moving on. Is that uh, <laughs> full that's disclosure? About three o'clock, I you know started or at, earlier today. I was watching baseball, and a little later, I, you know, I went out and ran some errands. I totally overlooked that. That's great. I mean, they they need as many bodies up front as they can get. So Does that put them over the eighty-five again. That puts them at eighty-six. Okay, it sure does. <laughs> Well, surely so he gets some, kind, some of kind of hardship fashion. scholarship. I mean, even though I realize the term hardship scholarship typically means you are on scholarship, but you just don't get to play. But, I mean, this guy's been through all kinds of of uh, injuries he's had to deal with that's curtailed so many different seasons. Surely they can, you know, give this guy some kind of pass on a scholarship just so he can play. <laughs> Well, probably not, but <laughs> special exemption. Yeah, yeah, probably not. Probably, probably not. I mean, You're they right. still got to stay under the eighty-five. But um, I hope it works. I mean, this will be year seven since he graduated high school, and he obviously has had a lot of injuries and a COVID year. So, golly, I would assume he's got to get cleared though for this. I mean, he's got to get he's got to get cleared for a medical. So. Grandpa. <laughs> yeah, usually, usually if there's an older player on the team, they call him Uncle So and So. Yeah, know, Uncle. Um, yeah, this uh, might he's be older a than an grandpa. uncle. He's a grandpa. Yeah. Um, well, that that leads in then to uh, this story. So, do you now put top eleven returning Razorbacks who could break out yeah. in 2022? Uh, that would be, I, I would think Dorian Gerald now would move to the top. 
might might have to move Dory and Gerald on this list. I, you know, I just put I actually used eleven. I added a bonus for Trey Knox because I felt like he kind of broke out last year mm-hmm. midway through the season. So I, I felt like I'd add him on there just, you know, because I think that he has a chance to do really really big things. But um, yeah, Dory and Gerald not belong on the list. I mean, he's played a lot. He's just, you know, the year before last, he got injured in the first game, but he came back and still played a little bit. But I mean. He was a guy that was projected to start basically every year that he got hurt and just hasn't had a whole lot of opportunities. Do they have bubble wrap that he will be able to play? I mean, and still be able to move around. But yeah, um, you know, this last one was just kind of a freak deal. He he played the game. He played the opening game last year, and it was the I think the Tuesday practice after that that he got injured and and was lost for the year crazy and it's something different it's not it's been different injuries yeah every one of them has been different yeah the last one i think was arguably the scariest though that was his neck was it not not the last one the one before that was the neck no 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 wait i think three back was the neck i think the first one he had was the neck because last year i think was maybe I can't remember what last year was. It was a, a, a leg or an, it was a knee or a, uh, an ankle. And then the year before that, I thought maybe the year before that was when he was injured in the first game and came back later in the season and still played some. And I think the year before that's when he had the um, strained artery, I believe is what they called it, strained artery in his neck. Yeah, something like that. I mean, it 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 was scary. I'll put it to you that way. I mean, you couldn't have blamed him at that point just walking away from football, period. Uh, back to this top ten, plus one, mm-hmm. uh, Keetron Jackson, Jaden Johnson, and I'm just going down this list, uh, Takis Crawford, Takis Crawford, uh, Luke Jones. Yeah, that one's Zach, kind of an either, either or. Probably just be one of those guys who breaks out. Yeah. Zach Williams, mm-hmm. Malik Chavis, especially if Malik's going to step into a starting role. Malik Hornsby. I thought that was kind of interesting. Malik mm-hmm. Hornsby. Christopher Paul, Pooh Paul. Uh, Cameron Ball. A.J. Green in a busy running back room. Mm-hmm. Then the bonus was... Trey Knox. I think I got Yeah, you know, just kind of touching on those guys. Obviously, Keetron Jackson came out of the spring as a as a, a starting wide receiver, so you'd expect a, a pretty big uptick in in production from five passes for 97 yards last year. Uh, Jaden Johnson was running with the first group all spring. Worked at nickel last year, and um, I believe he 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 started a couple of games last year. Also, I think he started two yes, games last year, um, but. Obviously, he's the probably the third safety when they go to a four-two-five. He'd probably be the first guy off the bench. But in a three-two-six, which they run mostly, he's been out there. Uh, Takia Crawford, I think, will challenge Luke Jones over on the left side when fall camp starts. Just wasn't able to do it with Dalton Wagner out in the spring. But I think one of those guys, Luke Jones or Takia Crawford, will end up being a starter. You know, Zach Williams has always been there producing. He just hasn't ever been a starter. Um, his production. Um, you know, last year I thought for the time that he was in there was pretty solid, but he came out of the spring as the starting right end. He's going to have to hold some guys off. He's got Landon Jackson, who I think maybe 
could end up on the left side. I don't know yet. And Jordan Dominic also. So he's got a battle on his hands, but he's still going to play. But he's got a shot to be a breakout. And then Malik Chavis, we saw a lot of him working with the first group in the spring. Um, he, his his uh, contribution has increased each year that he's been at Arkansas. He's switched from safety to cornerback to safety to cornerback, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, but I like him at 6'2", 200. Uh, I think he's maybe got a shot to uh, to make his move this year. Uh, then Hornsby, who I've said many times, I don't, I don't think it's a gimmick at all. I was wondering if they would be able to do it with him, you know, because he – uh, he did enter the transfer portal for a little bit. Just didn't seem like that would be a move that he would embrace. But uh, they did a great job of of talking to him about it. And as I said, you know, in the spring, it wasn't just decoy, gimmick, fun. It was serious. I mean, he was making plays against the number one defense. And I fully expect him to to have a role at wide receiver next year. Christopher Paul at the third linebacker, as we saw last year, the third linebacker had 125 tackles. You still have a chance to play a lot, but I think he'll probably be the third guy there. And I think one day, and probably next year, I think he'll not. Well, I say next year, probably 2023. I think we'll be looking at him as a as a uh, regular starter and and name and practice and all that. Uh, but also, I think he has a chance to be one of the leaders of this team among the young guys. And then Cameron Ball, we know Torian Carter um, has an injury. We don't know how long he could be out, but uh, Ball is the guy that they really think has a chance to to jump up. And you talk about having a big mammoth-type defensive tackle in there, 6'5", 313, that's a pretty good start. So uh, he's a guy they like a lot. And then A.J. Green, I think he'll be the third running back. There's definitely a role for a guy like that. And really – with Traylon Smith no longer at Arkansas, who, by the way, is going to UTSA, not TCU. He's going to join Jeff Trailer at UTSA now. But uh, without with him moving on, Green's really the only guy coming back who, you know, you'd say is a shifty speedster type uh, of back. You've also got Rashad Devinion in the in the freshman class who, who kind of fills that similar role. And then, of course, I had Trey Knox. We talked about him a minute ago uh, as the uh, – as the – potential breakout guy and in that same vein i probably could have could have added rocket sanders as a potential breakout guy but you know he had 578 yards as a true freshman last year so kind of feel like he's already on the scene although i do think that there's a chance he doubles he doubles that production in 2022 all right trey am i getting carried away a tad with Jaden johnson when i see him i think of a steve atwater type yeah. of player Am, am yeah, I, similar am kind I, of size. Yeah. Am I getting carried away there? Is that if you're is calling that him Steve Atwater, then you're getting carried away. Okay. <laughs> he All has right, a chance I, to be very good. <laughs> Let's say that. All right, how about Kenny Hamlin? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's bigger than Kenny Hamlin was. Kenny yeah, Hamlin was, you know, he was a he was a beanpole when he got to Arkansas. He had to put on some weight, but um, I don't know who I would compare him to. You, the, the age of the. 220-pound safeties kind of passed, um, you know, around the country. So um, Steve Atwater, from a physical size standpoint, might be the best comparison, I guess. Let's, I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer, though, NFL. <laughs> well, okay, okay. But I, I'm thinking of the way that Atwater played. I think of the way Jaden Johnson played, downhill. I mean, this guy played downhill and uh, was extremely, I thought, physical. And he played very well against Penn State, at least I thought he did, in the bowl game. And uh, so, okay. Uh, I like, though, at least you started off by saying rising sophomore. So, there you go. He is uh, 
in the footprint somewhere of Steve Atwater, Jaden Johnson. Um, this from our Asher Record Service Company, Lafayette Feedback. Good question. This from Greyhound George. Now, there's only one Greyhound in the state of Arkansas on the high school level, and that is Newport. So, uh, can you ask Trey, has Arkansas offered Isaiah Kendall, wide receiver from Newport? He has great size and speed. He's listed as a four-star wide receiver. He is getting a ton of attention, Isaiah Kendall. Yeah, 6'4", 175 pounds. I don't believe Arkansas has offered him yet, though. But he is a shade under four-star status. He's actually on the composite. He's number 332 nationally. So um, he's listed as a – well, he's actually a four-star. He's .892, so .8962. That's actually um, just four-star status. So 332 nationally, 42 wide receiver, two in Arkansas. Um, I know Arkansas State has offered, but I don't believe Arkansas has offered yet. He's a player. Uh, then Larry says, uh, please ask Trey about Luke Haas. Notice mm-hmm. today he's taking official at Alabama this weekend, Michigan next weekend. Should we be concerned? Notice his mm-hmm. brother just offered by Arkansas. Is this a move by Luke to get an offer for his brother? No, but I can tell you from talking to relatives of other Arkansas commits there have been times where players have been told you know by the staff when they're getting interest that hey you know enjoy your recruitment you know one thing I've learned about this business is you cannot as much as you want to um, shut things down there may be some kids out there that you you know maybe don't have the same options where you could say hey you know Either you're committed to us or you're not, you know. Um, but there are others who have a lot of options who you better not try to push through a door. You just kind of have to open the door and, you know, with 17-year-olds just say, hey, <laughs> you want to walk through. A 17-year-old holding all the cards with a lot of options is, is, a, is a dangerous person to mess with sometimes. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to open the door. Um, I'll just put what Danny West said. This is what Danny said. After the fact of, you know, knowing that he's going to take these visits, um, Danny said, "If he go, if he signs anywhere but Arkansas, um, he's giving up his deer tags, his deer hunting." Oh my! So, so Danny feels pretty confident. The guy was at. I mean, I feel like he was at about five of the practices this spring. Also, I mean, player. I mean, it's not like he's like right down the road. I mean, he's not far away, but he was at a ton of spring practices also this year. Um, so, I don't think they feel too worried about um, his commitment right now. And if you remember, he was at one time committed to Oklahoma, um, and I think his last – I think his commitment tweet was something about, you know, 110% committed to Arkansas. Now, is his brother – he's not a tight end. Is his brother? No, his brother's a safety. Okay. Yeah. They're both put together from what I've seen – picture-wise. This from Coach M. He said, my son is attending the Brandon Burlesworth football camp at War Memorial tomorrow and the Razorback Youth football camp at Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium next weekend. Do you know of any other youth football camps associated with the Arkansas Razorbacks happening this summer? On ArkansasRazorbacks.com, they have a 
under one of the drop-down menus, they have a thing for camps. I don't think that there are any other youth camps there. They only get, like, July, or excuse me, June to run through these camps, so I would expect this is probably the only one. Okay. Uh, you might want to, Coach, look at other universities, Yeah. whether it be Washita, Henderson, on down the line. Maybe they have youth camps that you might could take advantage of. I'll bet of. they do. I bet, yeah, um, I bet they do, too. In the state as well. Um, the other, speaking of Danny and recruiting, uh, he had an article, uh, Busy Month of Recruiting Ahead for Arkansas. And I guess I really didn't want to talk about it, okay? <laughs> for anybody who wants to read that, he outlines everything that's happening every day or weekend if there is something happening that day throughout the month of June. So it's a nice outline by Danny. Yeah. Such as June 12th, Specialist Camp and Prospect. All right, Trey, have a great weekend. We'll talk Bye, with guys. you on Monday. That's Trey Biddy of HawkSports.com. He brought to you by Asher, Director Service Company.